Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Watchdogs Bark. My name is Drew. I am your host, and I consider myself a watchdog. You may recognize that my voice sounds a little different now, and you're probably going to hear me <clears throat> clear my throat a lot. You see, last week, my body decided it no longer needed its appendix. So uh, I had an appendicitis last week, and uh, I'm still recovering from that tube they shoved down your throat during surgery for intubation. So that's why my throat is still agitated. I still sound uh, kind of a little congested. I'm going to clear my throat a few times, but I'm going to push on because I came across something, ironically, while I was waiting in the the uh, waiting room to be operated on. I was watching some videos and saw something that greatly disturbed me. Don't worry, I'm going to get back to the Biden family business, and there's still a lot more to talk about, including Hunter Biden being paid in diamonds. What? Yes, that is to come, I promise. But right now, I wanted to touch on a subject that I think that you guys would be very, very interested in. I'm going to call it the COVID disaster, not what you think it was. On my Twitter feed, I came across a video called The Time Is Now dot movie. And these are just excerpts from it, but I intend to watch the whole movie uh, for sure because of what was discussed in this little teaser that I saw on Twitter. By the way, if you want to follow me on Twitter, my online name is TWD Bark. TWD Bark on Twitter, so you can follow me there. Basically, the most disturbing thing I discovered about this movie was it revealed what our government did during the COVID crisis that actually created thousands of deaths and hid a lot of very pertinent information and treatments that were very effective. Uh, it basically starts with a, a whistleblowing nurse. Her name is Erin Oslowski uh, from Tampa, Florida. She volunteered to go to New York and was shocked by what she found. She was assigned to a hospital in Brooklyn that was considered the epicenter of the epicenter of COVID. And there she discovered that they were not treating patients with anything. They were admitting patients. They were letting them sit there. They were not treating them with anything but things to make them comfortable and to sedate them and to get them to go on a ventilator. And the reason why these hospitals were paid $13,000 per COVID patient, $39,000 per patient on ventilators, and then an additional $10,000 for every COVID death. So think about that. What is a human life really worth? You're talking, what, $40,000, $50,000 here? So a human life to this hospital was worth $50,000. And at the height of the pandemic, nurses were making $10,000 a week, and doctors were making fifty dollars to $60,000 a week. And you remember the hospital ship that Donald Trump sent to New York at their request? I think it was the Comfort uh, that went to, to New York. No beds were used in the hospital ship comfort. They ignored that. They just kept packing in people 
in these hospitals like sardines so that they could get more money. And they didn't give the people that were checking in for any reason, COVID or otherwise, any other choice. They said, you're either admitted or you die. So they were packing all of these people in these hospitals. And then, of course, you see those those pictures of those overflowing hallways and overflowing waiting rooms. That did not have to happen. Also, you remember the Javits Center and uh, there was a field hospital, a bunch of tents set up in Central Park. None of that was used. None of it. They were all shoved like sardines again into these hospitals because the more the people, the more people they could get into their hospitals and get on ventilators and sadly died, the more those hospitals were paid by our government. Now, in Houston, they discovered an effective treatment. It was a combination of hydroxychloroquine, zinc, and blood thinners. This treatment was outlawed by Andrew Cuomo in New York. Let me repeat that. This effective, life-saving treatment was outlawed in New York by Governor Andrew Cuomo. Shortly after this treatment showed so much promise. And by the way, you can talk, you can listen in this movie, uh, these doctors and nurses that worked at the Houston hospital, they got a 100% success rate, 100% success rate on the effectiveness of hydroxychloroquine, zinc, and blood thinners. People that were checking in with severe COVID, 8 to 12 hours showed no sign left. Think about that. Our government knew of an effective treatment and they banned it. Do you know why? Because Donald Trump at that time discovered how effective this treatment was and he talked about it publicly. They could not give Donald Trump a win no matter how many people died. And you remember that group of doctors and nurses talking about the effectiveness of hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin on the steps of the Capitol? They have all been ostracized, discredited, and some of them fired from their jobs. All because Donald Trump talked about the effectiveness of this drug. If the media and the left and the different age reporting agencies and stuff did not hate Donald Trump so much, thousands, and I'll even say hundreds of thousands of people could have been saved. That's how much their hatred cost our country. And if I sound a little fired up, you're damn right I'm fired up. This is drove me crazy to listen to this and listen to these doctors and nurses talk about their personal experiences and the success that they were having and then pharmacies being banned from selling these products and then the media going nuts over remember ivermectin when uh, Joe Rogan talked about the effectiveness on his thing they were calling it horse dewormer so they could discredit it knowing that this was an effective treatment then came the push for the vaccine. The vaccine and only the vaccine at first. There were some treatments that were allowed later on, 
uh, and some other drugs that were allowed later on. But at first, that vaccine was the only treatment allowed. Even when the vaccine first came out, Donald Trump was still president. So even Joe Biden and Kamala Harris would not get the shot because, again, they could not give Donald Trump a win of any kind. President Biden himself. Who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. They now say it's okay. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. Um, I will say that I would not trust Donald Trump. If Donald Trump tells us I should take, that we should take it, I'm not taking it. I don't trust the president, and I don't trust the FDA. If, if and when the vaccine comes, it's not likely to go through all the tests that need to be and the trials that are needed to be done. The American people uh, don't trust the process. So after saying this themselves, they wonder why there was so much vaccine hesitancy. Well, then Joe Biden became president and their tune changed. As a matter of fact, they started targeting the youngest and most vulnerable mentally of all of us. Now, when I say vulnerable mentally, children have never, and I repeat, never been at risk for death with COVID. As a matter of fact, you cannot tell me the actual number. The CDC does not have the actual number of healthy children that died from COVID. And that's because it's pretty much zero. There are some child deaths from COVID, but these children had multiple comorbidities, obesity, diabetes, uh, severe lung problems, all those things contributed to their deaths. They didn't die from COVID. So here's the kind of ad campaigns they launched to target children. Did you hear some of those? We will get to play together when we're done the shot telling kids that they can finally get back together if they get the shot all of the while they were preventing kids from going outside and playing with their friends in los angeles they bulldozed and filled in a skate park so that kids couldn't go outdoors and have physical activity in a skate park which are the best things for your immune system, being outdoors and physical activity. Duh. Well, then information started to come out about the problems with the vaccine and some of the harmful and sometimes deadly side effects. One of the largest or loudest voices, I should say, was Dr. Michael Yeadon, 
PhD, former vice president and chief science officer for the allergy and respiratory research with Pfizer. This is what he had to say. Colleagues and supporters, we declare that Pfizer, Moderna, BioNTech, Janssen, and AstraZeneca and their enablers willfully withheld and omitted crucial safety and effectiveness information from patients and physicians and should be immediately indicted for fraud. We know that shortly after administration of these products, thousands of people have died. And although correlation isn't causation, reasonable criterion have been applied to examine the relationship between injections and the events, and it's absolutely clear-cut that these are the cause of death. Mechanistically, the design of these products was knowingly deficient in a number of ways. First, they caused the expression in the human body of toxic virus spike protein. Unlike what they told us that it would stay in the injection site, they distribute widely around the body. There is no built-in limit to the amount of toxic spike protein that can be made or for how long it is made. And that's the cause of the toxicity. Turning to the clinical trials, there is evidence of questionable practices all around. For example, several of the studies were clearly unblinded while they were ongoing. And also, in a number of cases, subjects were removed from the database prior to statistical analysis in a way that is suggestive of fraud. We were given blanket assurances time and again by all of the companies about the benign safety profile of their products. Even as the products rolled out and in the earliest weeks, they must have known this was not true. It appears that these products provide little or no protection from the virus that they sought to protect us from. So just to summarize, they knew that this treatment would not be effective against COVID and that it would cause toxicity through the spike proteins. They knew this and they still forced and are still trying to force. I still see commercials today trying to entice and encourage people to get the vaccine. After a lot of this information became publicly available, a lot of people became way more hesitant about getting the shot. And they were so desperate, Joe Biden stood up and said this. My message to unvaccinated Americans is this. What more is there to wait for? What more do you need to see? We've made vaccinations free, safe, and convenient. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin, and your refusal has cost all of us. So please do the right thing, but just don't take it from me. Listen to the voices of unvaccinated Americans who are lying in hospital beds, taking their final breath, saying, if only I'd gotten vaccinated. If only. Did you hear that? We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. That sounds like a threat to me. It was shortly after this that Biden made a vaccine mandate for any companies with more than 100 employees. Now, the, the government can't do that, but they can stop funding and they can put major pressure 
on private companies. We know that with what happened with Twitter from uh, their censoring information about the Hunter Biden laptop. We know the government finds ways to really abuse our First Amendment rights by putting pressure on private companies. And that's what they did. They said, every company that has over 100 employees, we're asking you to make the vaccines mandatory. And thousands of people lost their jobs because they wanted to make a medical decision based on their own health, based on their own medical experience with, uh, uh, you know, different vaccines, maybe in their family history. Uh, there's all kinds of things where people were making a personal choice not to get the vaccine. For me, it was because it was untested. I know vaccines are developed over five, 10 years because they have to know the long-term side effects. We still do not know what the long-term side effects are going to be from the COVID vaccines. Sadly, I think they're going to be some pretty severe ones. Also, at this time, an epidemiologist by the name of Peter McCullough investigated two teenage boys. These were healthy young boys, and they were in different states. Uh, they didn't know each other, but they both died just days after receiving their second vaccine. And he determined that it was indeed the vaccines that caused their death. And they had an 85% increase in myocarditis in young men after receiving the vaccine. So like I said, for me, the, my hesitancy in getting the vaccine was because it was untested. But really, everything changed in my mind with the masks. Remember at the first, they talked about the masks being for your protection? To protect you from getting COVID. But then all of a sudden, I heard that change. Masks went from protecting you from getting COVID to showing you care about others. Because we know masks basically stop droplets. Okay, that's really what it is droplets. And some viruses do travel on droplets. The um, COVID virus does not, it's aerosolized. I mentioned in another podcast about the size of it, 0.12 microns in diameter, and the average cloth mask protects three microns and larger. So it's like throwing a marble through a chain link fence. Masks have never worked to stop COVID. They may have stopped a few cases here and there because stopping some droplets, but when a virus is aerosolized, it can go into your ear, it can go in your eyes, it can go in your nostril, your mouth, uh, any part, any place in your body that allows it inside. You could have an open wound, uh, you know, or a cut or a scrape, and that could get uh, of aerosolized virus inside you. Now, in my doing extensive research, because I really wanted to know what was really going on, and if I should get the vaccine, I had one job opportunity that would have required me to get a vaccine to take it. And I almost did, but I did not get the job. Uh, but I was willing to, and I would have gotten the Johnson & Johnson. I would not have gotten an mRNA because the mRNA, to me, was not proven. It was a brand new technology. Even one of the inventors of mRNA, 
His name is uh, Robert Malone. He even said that there is no way he would have authorized a worldwide rollout of the mRNA vaccine when it was so brand new and untested. And in my research, I discovered a terminology called VAERS, V-A-E-R-S. That is Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting Service. And there's a website. Now, this website is not government-sanctioned or anything like that. It's, it's an open website where people can call and report numbers from all over the world. It's called OpenVares.com. So go check it out. Like I said, it's not government-sanctioned. It's not like CDC. But if you click on, uh, there's a little toggle on the top where you can talk about all of the VAERS numbers, and then you can toggle it to just include only U.S. territories uh, and the U.S. And those numbers are pretty similar to what the CDC has. I will tell you right now that more people have died from the COVID vaccine than have died with all other vaccines created over the last 30 years combined. There should be stop gaps. If so many deaths occur, that means they stop issuing that vaccine and do more research on it, but not with COVID. They ignored those numbers. Listen to these numbers. Okay, I don't want to scare you, so I'm not going to read you the worldwide numbers yet. I'll just read you the U.S. numbers and its territories. 16,000 903 people have died from the vaccine. 75,841 have been hospitalized because of the vaccine. 112,000 plus people have required urgent care because of the vaccine. Over 185,000 people have required doctor's office visits because of the vaccines. 2,430 cases of anaphylaxis have been reported from the vaccines. 6,073 cases of Bell's palsy have arisen from the vaccines. And then all the other numbers, 2,000 miscarriages, 7,500 plus heart attacks, 4,800 cases of myocarditis or pericarditis, uh, 16,000, over 16,000 have been permanently disabled from the vaccines. That means made blind, uh, have severe handicaps now the rest of their lives. I just can't even understand why they kept pushing this vaccine after so many people have died and received really severe adverse effects. Can you? 33,000 have had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccines. And then you'll notice there's a lot of commercials on TV now about shingles. Huh, I wonder why. Oh, I know, because 8,035 people have gotten shingles from the vaccine. My friends, I'm telling you this stuff because I want to warn you. My job as a watchdog is to warn the sheep of the wolves outside the gate and inside. I've talked about the wolves in the you know World Economic Forum and the World Health Organization. There are wolves inside our own government that are trying to destroy this country. 
and don't care how many people die in the process of doing that. So do you remember what Biden said? There are thousands of people in hospital beds saying, why? Why didn't I listen and get the vaccine? It's not true at all. I guarantee you there are thousands of people in our country saying, why? Why did I give in to peer pressure and get the vaccine? By the way, if you want to see these clips for yourself and people that have been affected long term by these vaccines, it's just horrific to watch. Uh, you can actually go to Twitter and find the video. Uh, Truth Justice is the name of the person that sent it to me or that put it on my newsfeed. Uh, Spar at Sparta Justice. You can actually go that, go find that. And the name again of the movie is The Time Is Now. All right. So. Go check that out and uh, find out for yourself. And then openvares.com is the website I have been reading the numbers from. So do with this information what you will. Uh, my job is only to warn. Uh, those who seek the warning do so. Those who ignore it also do so. I honestly pray with all of my heart that the people that I know and even people that I don't don't have severe long-term side effects from COVID. I'm afraid in probably three to five, maybe seven years from now, we're going to see a major uptick in a lot of problems. We already know there are people dying from the, from the vaccine. There is this new terminology, sudden death syndrome. That's a, that's a thing. People are just dying. You know, there was an interview with uh, Damar Hamlin from the Buffalo Bills. Uh, talking about if he was vaccinated or not. And he wouldn't say anything, probably because he couldn't. Uh, he was probably threatened, I'll bet, uh, and that he should not ever say anything. But that's just my speculation. So again, that's my opinion. All right, really quickly, a couple of other things that are going on in our country I wanted to uh, let you know about. First of all, who's running the country? Susan Rice who was in Obama's cabinet and is also in Joe Biden's cabinet, is about to be appointed to oversee all government agencies in the name of equity. So is Obama still running the country? You remember Susan, La Susan Rice was the one that lied about a video being the cause of the attacks in Benghazi. So, and also if you... Think, think really clearly right now. Think, have you heard anything from Susan Rice? Has she gone on any talk shows? Has she gone on any news stations? Has she made any kind of public announcement the entire time she's been in the Biden administration? No. I'll bet you Susan Rice is running the country at Obama's direction. I think we're really in... Obama's third term. That's just my opinion. And then finally, uh, Jimmy Carter, our 39th president, is now receiving hospice care at home in Georgia. He has decided not to continue any medical care and uh, is only receiving, you know, end of life hospice care at his home for his last few days. Jimmy Carter is a really good man and he's done incredible things with uh, relations with countries worldwide, uh, building 
Habitat for Humanity think he personally, even in his 90s, still built homes. Uh, and he's 98 right now. Just he's an incredible man. He was a horrible president. He really was. He was a horrible president. But he is a really, really good man in his private life. So my prayers and thoughts are with him and his wife and family. I hope that peace and love is all that surrounds him in his final days on this earth. And as I always like to do, I want to end on a positive note. And you can hear my voice is almost gone. So uh, we're getting really raspy now and and, uh, I've got to take care of my voice. So um, if you remember a little while ago in one of my other podcasts, I talk about uh, 86,400 seconds. I love that someone else found another way to describe that. Say someone handed you $86,400 in the morning. And you had that all that day. And you could spend whatever you wanted. And then the next morning, they handed you another $86,400. And you knew that was going to happen the rest of your life. Every single day, you were going to be handed $86,400. Would you start to spend it? Would you start to spend it on things you've always wanted to do? Would you start being charitable to others and kind and generous? Would you take on projects you didn't have the guts to take on before? Think about that because every single morning you are given 86,400 seconds. What you do with those seconds won't matter the next day when you're given 86,400 new seconds unless you do things with those seconds and that time to enrich and enhance your life. So spend those seconds wisely. And on that, I want to thank everybody for tuning in again. Thank you for very Bearing with my horrible voice, uh, I promise next week my real voice will come back and this throat of mine will be uh, healed after being violated by an intubation tube for my surgery. And just before I sign off, again, if you agree or disagree with anything I said in this podcast or any other podcast, feel free to write me, drew at thewatchdogsbark.com. And as I always like to end with, create an amazing day.